Welcome to the Spiritual Warfare Network podcast, the training ground for warriors in Christ who are ready to walk in their God-given power and authority. Apostle DeCoy Green is about to equip you with kingdom strategies and teach you how to strategically pray and effectively engage the enemy in spiritual warfare. Now, let's get into today's teaching. So I will open up a prayer and uh, we will dive right on into the word of God. Father God, we come now, we give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise, dear Lord, thanking you uh, for this day that you have made. We thank you for another opportunity, oh God, to uh, open up the bread of life, oh God. We thank you uh, for each and everyone who's listening under the sound of my voice, oh God. We thank you for uh, what you're doing in the midst of their lives. We ask you right now to open our ears uh, that we may hear. We ask you for understanding and clarity, Holy Spirit. Uh, we ask you now to move every distraction that the enemy will try to send our way or they will try to even snatch this word. We declare this word shall go forth with power and it shall go forth with authority. And we know that your word shall accomplish what you set it out to do in the earth. So we thank you in advance for all that's going to be said and done on this Bible study. And we give your name all glory, all honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, so of course we started uh, uh, last week, uh, well not last week, we, we, we're still in our Fight for the Family series, uh, so tonight is going to be uh, the last part of part three of our Fight for the Family series, but last week uh, we covered uh, uh, part two, uh, and part two uh, last week uh, in our Fight for the Family was destroying generational curses, so we talked about destroying generational curses on last week. Um, of course, we talked about how, of course, demonic curses are meant to be hidden, but God gave us the power and authority and all of, all of heaven's defense team on our side uh, to expose it and destroy it. Uh, we also talked about how, you know, of course, we know that the enemy is trying to attack our family, and it's your duty to cover your family in prayer uh, and to fight back. And also, of course, that you're the DNA of God, and God doesn't raise up cowards. So, again, he's not raising up cowards. You have power. You have authority. He raises up warriors to defend his territory. And to uh, and to push his agenda, uh, and and so of course not only that, but we know that of course the enemy, uh, how the enemy imposes generational curses by gaining legal access in the spirit to curse our family, but that every curse that's 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 uh, or that the enemy sows uh, into our bloodline, etc., every curse is illegal, and therefore you the curse breaker. So again, you are the curse breaker in your bloodline. And we talked about how the easiest counterattack when the enemy attacks your family is for family to be united on one accord and it, because it confuses the enemy uh, on where and who uh, to attack. And not only that, but we also talked about how generational curse on your family is not in God's will. Therefore, he's looking for some curse breakers. And, of course, as he was looking for some curse breakers, your name came up because, again, who you are in God and what he's calling you to. Uh, and then we also gave the running definition of a generational curse. Uh, so a generational curse is a systematic attack of the enemy on families by creating vicious cycles in an attempt to keep an entire family in bondage, strip them of purpose and identity with the end goal of eventually making the family extinct. So I'll say that again because that's something to keep in mind to remember when you talk about generational curse. Again, a generational curse is a systematic attack of the enemy on families by creating vicious cycles in an attempt to keep an entire family in bondage, strip them of purpose and identity with the end goal of eventually making the family extinct. That is the goal of the enemy when they plant a generational curse. Uh, so, I guess that's just a quick recap of last week. If you missed it, you can go back and uh, take a look at uh, those notes. Okay, and so tonight, again, we're in, in, in part three. Uh, now, last part of this series, and then next week we'll jump back into our spiritual warfare training series. Uh, so tonight, again, is part three, part three of our generational, I mean, of our fight for the family series. And tonight, uh, the topic is restoring your family identity, restoring your family identity. So we have to understand that every family, every family has a God-given identity. So the enemy has tried to change it, but you can help to restore it. So understand your family identity has been under attack because family, as we, we mentioned before at the start of this series, about how important family is, okay? And so a unified family not only threatens Satan's kingdom, but it brings God's kingdom to earth quicker 
than we could ever do alone in our own strength. So understand that God had a plan for your family before you came on earth. Hear me clearly. God had a plan for your family before you came on earth. And so the enemy is trying to destroy the plan, but God anointed you to execute the plan. The enemy is trying to destroy the plan, but God has anointed you to execute the plan, the plan that God had for your family before they came on this earth. And some of you have been carrying an extra load. You've been carrying some extra weight for your family members that are not in position, but it's critical that you stay in position. It's vital that you stay in position, okay? And so, so your family identity begins with the identity of Christ. So whatever is not of Christ, you must fight and pray for it to go away and stay away. And we talked about last week, we talked about generational curses. Uh, we went back about, uh, we even talked about one weapon to use is the fire of God. We, as we did in our spiritual warfare training about how to use the fire, what the fire of God does, that we have the ability to call down the fire of God from heaven. And so that's one way to destroy uh, generational curses, as we talked about. We say we have to continue to do it because the thing is, if you attack the enemy, you send a fire and destroy the demonic foundation, the enemy is still going to come and try to come back and build it again. So that's why you can do it every day. Every day you pray because it's, so if the enemy, you destroyed it, and they're trying to build it again, you keep destroying it. So, again, you have to be persistent. That's the importance of persistence in prayer, okay? And so, again, so your family identity begins with the identity of Christ. So what happens is the enemy has been trying to blind members in your family and even you from seeing the Christ nature in your loved ones. So your family was wired to serve Christ. Your family was wired to serve Christ. But if there's a shortage in that wire, God's giving you the power and the authority to fix it. If there's a shortage in that wire, God has given you the power and the authority to fix it. So you can fix it. God didn't send you on earth just to take up space. There are many problems on earth, many problems on earth that you are able to fix because God sent you on earth so he could fix things through you. I'm going to say that again because you got to get it. There are many problems on earth that you can fix because God sent you on earth so he could fix things through you. He's working through you. He sent you here. He said, do my business until I return. So therefore, there are some problems on earth. There are some, some, some uh, problems, and you are a solution. He's put the solution in you so you can fix some things because he's doing it through you. So don't take the role that God gave you even in your family lightly. Don't take it for granted. There's greater responsibility in you than you've allowed yourself to accept. I'm going to say that again. There's greater responsibility that's in you that God placed in you than you have allowed yourself to accept. You're in denial about it. You, you, you are not accepting fully the things that God's called you to. I have not seen, ears have not heard, neither had it entered in our heart, but the Spirit knows. The Holy Spirit knows. That's why the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God and then reveals it to us. So again, there's greater responsibility in you that you that then you've allowed yourself to accept. So this is a call for you to wake up to your role. Wake up to your role. Stand in position. Don't back down. Don't whimper. Don't complain. Don't run away, but run toward that which God is calling you to do, what he's pushing you toward. What are you afraid of? Fear is not from God. That's off the top. That ain't from God. So this is a call for you to step into place, step into position. You staying in position will give other family members who are living below the will of God more opportunities to get in position. Just by you saying yes to God, just by you getting in position, you're giving other family members who are living below the will of God more opportunities to get in position. So you matter. Your prayers matter. The biggest lie the enemy ever got you to believe is that your prayers aren't working in your family, that your prayers aren't working in your life. It's the enemy's goal to shut you up. Because they know that death and life is in the power of your tongue. You can't stop speaking that thing. You can't stop declaring it, which you believe in God for. You can't stop declaring his word. You have to be persistent. Don't give up. Don't let a little attack push you back. Don't let a little attack shut you up. If anything, the more the enemy attacks, the louder you should become because he knows that death and life is in the power of your tongue. So the enemy is trying to shoot you from different angles, trying to rob from you, trying to steal from you, trying to do all these different things to try to get you to shut up because there's power in your mouth. 
There's power in your words because you have the Holy Spirit living in you once you've accepted Jesus Christ. So therefore, there's power that's coming out of you. Understand this. Every time you speak, see, see, you, you got to understand this. You got to catch this thing. Words are spiritual. Words are spiritual. Every time you speak, power comes out of your mouth. That's why he said death and life. That's why, follow me now, follow me now. That's why when Jesus spoke to the tree, and he said he cursed the tree, and, 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 and they came back and saw that the tree was withered. He said, you, you, you tree, you will never bear fruit again. And they came back, and the disciples were amazed. Oh, my God, the tree is withered. Just by him cursing the tree, he told the tree, you won't go bear fruit no more. Words are spiritual. They, they, they hold power. And so if, this, if we have the same authority of Jesus Christ, he can speak to a tree, and a tree shrivel up. Imagine what happens when you speak to your situation, when you speak to your mountain, and you keep speaking to it, and you keep speaking to it because it's spiritual. Your words are spiritual. They are not physical, though you can hear them. You can't see them. It's spiritual, and it's connected to the spirit. And that's why the enemy will try to get us to say things outside of God's will, to try to curse ourselves. Death and life in the power of the tongue. Your words are spiritual. Every time you open your mouth, power comes out because it's attached to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the power. The Holy Spirit lives in you. You're not independent of the Holy Spirit. Not of you in Christ. Your words hold power. Your words are spiritual. You got to understand. You got to catch that thing. Okay? And so, and so with that being said, like I said, that's why the enemy wants to shut you up. So you have to declare God's word over your family because it's God's word that will change them. So therefore, as the song says, let the word do the work. You have to let the word do the work, but there's death and life and power of your tongue. Your words are spiritual. When you speak, they hold power. And you may say, okay, I didn't see manifestation over here yet. I didn't see manifestation over there yet. Don't stop speaking because you're chipping away at that mountain. Man, we did the whole Bible study, and we talked about, uh, about, about faith, uh, the power of faith, and, 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 and how that uh, whenever you have fear, whenever fear creeps in, that gives the enemy legal rights to build a wall. Every time you walk in fear, every time you speak something out of fear, the enemy legally can build a brick, a brick wall, start building the wall. But every time you walk in faith, you begin to chip away and knock down that wall. So you see that so so we talk about strongholds and how legally that's how Satan and his enemies can build walls against us to try to block us from walking into destiny, to try to block us from certain blessings because of some things that we can even say. So we can build that wall legally when we speak. Enemies, oh, that's a negative word. Let me, oh, I can build a brick. Oh, add another brick to that wall. Oh, I can start building that wall in their life. Okay, I can start building the wall. And your faith is able to knock that wall down. So that's fear versus faith. Okay? So the same way our faith make spiritual transactions in heaven, fear allows the enemy to build walls in our lives. So that's why we can't afford not to walk by faith. That's why the Lord said, without faith, it's impossible to please him. So, so again, so you have to declare that word. So you must, you must make it a habit. Hear me clearly. You must make it a habit to persistently cover your family in prayer because when you show up in prayer, you send demons running. So the persistence, again, is necessary. We're going to be on it. I've been saying it over and over about persistent, persistent, persistent. The persistence is necessary because although they may run, they'll do everything they can to try to come back. So don't let a demon outwork you at doing evil, then you doing good. Chase after God's will like your life depends on it because it actually does. So God, watch this now. So God saw a need and a void in the earth. And he sent you. You got you to hear me clearly. And I say it all the time. There's plenty of room at the table. Some of you like, well, so many people doing this. I, I don't know. Where's room for me? There's always room at the table because, again, it's God's will. It's God's vision. It ain't your vision. Now, if you make it your vision, there's, there's not much room at the table when it's your vision. Your name, you, your hand on it. But if God said, this is the vision I'm giving you, this is what I want you to do, I don't care if there's 20,000 in the same thing. He will make room at the table for you because God is big and there's plenty of room, plenty of him to go around, okay? And so, and so with that being said, God saw a need and a void in the earth, and he sent you. Otherwise, you would have no reason to be here. You would just be taking up space. 
And what do I say? Time after time after time again. God never wastes time nor space. That'll be on my tombstone. God never wastes time nor space. Please understand this. He saw a need and a void in the earth, and he sent you. So it's time for the family to be reunited. It's time for the family unit to be restored back to how God intended for it to be, and the work starts with you. The work starts with you. So understand this. So God chose to put you in the family that you're in. Your family only became family because God placed you there. Catch this now. Your family only became your family because God placed you there. So therefore, you can help to restore your family identity. That attack is real, but you are equipped to handle it all together as a family. So the attack of the enemy may be powerful, but your response is far more powerful because you're a part of a much more powerful kingdom. The attack is powerful, but your response is more powerful. So the identity of your family matters because your family is to leave an imprint on the earth. Your family should leave an imprint in this earth. Regardless of the history or social status of your family, your family is to find their identity in Christ, which will change everything. So don't shy away from leading in the areas God called you to lead in. I'm going to say that again. Don't shy away from leading in the areas that God is calling you to lead in. The tragedy, watch this now, the tragedy is not just a family that dies without leaving a legacy, but it's those who die with pieces of the legacy that weren't passed on. So you can't afford not to get this thing. You can't afford not to pass it on because God placed seeds in you. So God has placed seeds in all of us, and it's your job to plant what he put in you daily. Daily you should be planting seeds. Your words are seeds. It's spiritual. That's why your words can take root. Understand that. Why, why do you think uh, witches, warlocks, etc., why they try to put out word curses? Because words are spiritual. They, they hold power. So on a demonic side, they try to put word curses on you. They try to put word curses in the family, etc., so that, and, 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 and attempt for that word to take root. So therefore you counterattack by speaking life. That's why, again, Scripture says, look, I present to you today life and death, blessings and cursing. Choose life. Choose life. The Lord said, hey, I'm, I'm telling you which one, which one to choose. Choose life. Okay? So, again, you, 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 you are a seed. And there's seeds in you. And every day you should be planting them daily. And they're going to take root. So you hold a great peace to the lasting legacy of your family in the earth. Be sure that you plant those seeds early and often. Be sure that you plant those seeds early and often. So understand, family is too important. God chose to create family again because he didn't believe that man should be alone. So therefore, you will never be left alone because loneliness is something God took issue with. And he handled it when he created family in the beginning. God took issue with loneliness. Man should not be alone. He had an issue with loneliness. He said, no, I don't like that. I'm going to add something here. I'm going to add family. So the restoration of your family identity will happen. No one is coming to, and, and, and hear me clearly, no one is coming to do it in the future. You look for someone to do it in the future, God's ready to start doing it through you now. Stop looking for the next and who, or they might do it all, or someone that, no, he's calling you to do it. You have an answer. He sent you because there was a void in the earth. You can fill a void in your family. All right? Let's go to 1 Peter 2. 1 Peter 2. All right, 1 Peter 2, begin at verse 9, and it reads, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. So you have to first realize again that God chose you for something specific. He called you to do something specific. God chose your family to accomplish something specific in the earth, and he'll reveal it to you. 
He's given all of us assignments to accomplish for the kingdom of God, as we well know. We're royalty because we're members of the body of Christ. We come from a royal lineage. And as priests, we are to offer up praises unto God. And understand this. It does not matter what's said about your family because it does not change the facts. God calls your family royalty. So therefore, you ought to live up to that status. As priests, we can go to God directly for ourselves, etc., or on behalf for, for someone else. So we are peculiar people, which means that we're God's special people. You are, we're God's special people. We belong to him, and we're unique in that way. So before we came to accept Christ, we were not a people at all. But now that we're children of God, we, we now received his mercy. In other words, we were fatherless without the king of kings, which is God. We have no identity outside of God. However, when we are connected, we now have all the rights and all the privileges that comes with being a child of God. All the rights and all the privileges. And some of you feeling, oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not, oh, no, I don't deserve this. Oh, you, you a child of, the, of the, the highest king, the king of kings. You're his child. How you, how you feel, oh, oh, a wretched man, I'm not worthy. Oh, I don't know. I can't. I don't deserve that. Yeah, our flesh don't in our flesh, but we, 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 we're spirit. We came out of God. We came out of God. And watch this now. Watch this now. See, the enemy tries to get you to disqualify yourself. But watch this now. Hear me clearly. You know that you came out of God. I said every week that you are the breath of God, and God never wastes a breath. God, so therefore, if the spirit of Christ is in you, the Holy Spirit is in you, God will never reject himself. He created you in his image, spirit, came out of him. God will never reject himself, and his spirit lives in you. So therefore, some of you have been saying some things to yourself. Some of you have been insulting God by some of the things you said about yourself, some of the things you thought about yourself. God will never reject himself, and he, his spirit, lives in you. You came out of him. You are his breath. Hello, somebody. God will never reject himself. His spirit is in you. So you have to watch what you say about yourself. Because when you say that, you're insulting God. His spirit lives in you. Stop talking negative, bad about yourself. Stop thinking negative thoughts about yourself. Reject it. We know about the seed. And we try to sow that seed. Reject it. Don't receive it. Don't receive it. Your body may react. You may feel some type of way about it. But don't, you don't have to entertain it. You don't, don't give life to that seed because that's how it grows. So, again, God will not reject himself. He's, so he's not going to reject you. You live for Christ, you carry out the will of God, he will not reject you. Because when he looks at you, he sees himself. His spirit, he breathes in you. Hello? You, you got to stop thinking that you're just this mere earthly little being and, and I'm just getting through and I'm walking. That, that ain't you. That's, that's what... What you looking at, who you see in the mirror, that's just your shell. But thank the Lord that when, when that glory hits you, you I mean, you, everything just brights up in your life. You, you, you look bright. Hello? The Spirit of God is in you. You, expect, you. you accept Jesus Christ, you get the Holy Spirit. You are walking, living, breathing power. You are walking living, breathing power. That's why I said all the time, you, everywhere you go, everywhere God plants you, he expects you to flourish. Everywhere you go, you're supposed to leave a lasting impact because when you go, you ought to shift atmospheres. You ought to change the tone in a room. You are walking, living, breathing power. Do you understand this? But the enemy is trying to make you think that you're less than who you are. Walking, living, Breathing power. That's who you are, walking, living, breathing power. You are the breath of God. You have the same spirit that rules Jesus from the dead living in you, which is the Holy Spirit. You have the power of the Holy Spirit. You have the authority of Jesus Christ. I think that makes you walking, living, breathing power. Hello, somebody. You got to catch it. You got to catch this thing. Because in this season that we're in, 
as he's raising up this remnant, as he's raising up this, 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 uh, these emerging leaders, if you will, in the body of Christ. This ain't no time to be no coward. This ain't no time. Oh, I'm just shy. I'm just, I'm really an introvert. I, I'm really an introvert. No, 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 you're not. Jesus was not an introvert, and if you have his authority, you're not an introvert. Personality-wise, you may prefer your own, you know, whatever, whatever, but as far as who you are in God, <laughs> you can't be an introvert when you are walking, living, breathing power. If you didn't want to do nothing, when you walked in the room, something started happening. You can't help it. You bring attention to yourself without trying. You can go try to hide in the corner if you want to, but you're a walking, living, breathing power. Introversion, that's a personality thing. That's part of your soul, your flesh. Not your spirit. Not when you're the breath of God. Not when you walk in living, breathing power. Not when you got the power of the Holy Spirit. Not when you got the authority of Jesus Christ. No, it don't work like that. So again, a part of this movement, the greatest move of God that we will ever experience in our lifetime, the season that we are in. And like we said, and we can get 10 years worth of manifestation in less than 10 years, 10 years of revelation in less than 10 years, et cetera, et cetera. That is the season that we're in. Again, the great revival that's going to hit. That's why God's been training you. That's why God's been equipping you. That's why God's pushing you. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. There are people who, who prayed for a time, a season that we're now in. But as I said, when I talk about dispensations of time, this season we're in, this was on the calendar of God, a special time on his calendar when specific things will happen. That's why we have increased angelic activity on the earth. There were angels who were in training just for this season alone. There were angels that were in training just for this season. So don't you dare start getting caught by what you see. That that underground current is coming. That that underground tsunami in the spirit is is stirring up, and you're part of that thing. And when that wave hits, you want to be on that wave. You don't want to be under that wave. You want to be right on that wave. So God is setting you up. He's setting you up. He's positioning you. He's pushing you. He's stretching you. He's stretching you. I know you've been feeling the pull. Lord, you're stretching me. This is uncomfortable. I don't know what's going on because you're part of this remnant. You're part of this revival. You're part of the emerging leaders. That's why you're getting stretched. That's why you're getting pulled. But guess what? There's a lot of things attached to that. Ten years worth of manifestation. Ten years worth of revelation. I wouldn't quit now if I were you. I don't want my stuff passed on to nobody else. I know it ain't going to happen. I done fought too hard. I went through too much to think that we're going to get to this season. I want it all plus some. If you don't want it, give me yours. That's how I feel about that. Because, it, 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 hey, it, 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 it's come whoever may. You don't want to miss this. That's why God's been strategically positioning you. That's why your, your zeal for him has been increasing because your capacity for him has been enlarging. The Holy Spirit has been dealing with some of you about giving him more time, God more time, spending more time in his words, spending more time in study. Some of you feel like, oh, God, I'm not where I was and what's going on. I'm trying. He's stretching you. He's calling you higher. Come up higher. Come up higher. Because the warfare on this level, trust me, you have to be to a certain place to be able to deal and handle this warfare. And I know it's real because the attacks that I've been getting over the past few months alone and seeing it forthcoming, seeing it even in dreams, I see it. I know what's going on. So the enemy has been in training. (laughs) Demons been in training. The same way God has been training angels for this season, Satan has been training demons for this season. But again, again, Satan is not anti-God. He's not the opposite of God because Satan ain't even on his left. That's why Satan was fighting with Michael. Archangel. So again, Satan has been training his angels. God been training his angels for this season. Satan trained his demons. Shall I say God been training his angels? This is a pivotal, pivotal season again. And we've been saying it, and like I said, we, we, we were so far in advance. We've been saying this for uh, the coming revival. We've seen this for about two years. And then remember last year, we talked about uh, last year's Feast of Trumpets, and we talked about how we, we hit into that season. So we're now in that season. Okay? A year, we're already a year into it, but it's still the, the actual revival hadn't hit yet, but it's going to be within his window. And so we're already a year into, when he said 10 years, revelation, 10 years manifestation, less than 10 years. So we're already a year into that. 
So if he said you're going to get it in less than 10 years, we're already a year, so that's nine more years. And you know it's going to be uh, less than nine years because he said it's going to be 10 years worth in, in less than 10 years. So don't miss this. The rapid velocity, things are moving rapidly in the spirit realm. That spirit of acceleration. I'm, I don't got all off my notes, but again, I'm speaking as Holy Spirit leads. I'm telling you, don't miss this. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Stop eliminating yourself. Stop talking down about yourself. Stop cheating yourself. Stop selling for less. You are walking, living, breathing power. And you better get it. You better catch it. You don't want to miss that thing. Okay? So back to back to our regular schedule program. That, that message was brought to you by the Holy Spirit. Okay, now back back to the message here. Now now, now understand this. So so back back to your family. So so God woke you up. So again, we have no identity outside of God. When we're connected, like I said, we have all the rights, privilege that come with being a child of God. God woke you up today because you still have some unfinished business to handle on earth. Your family is here because your family has some unfinished business that God wants to finish on earth through your family. So God is bringing your family from out of the darkness and into the light, and it begins with you letting your light shine. All right, let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 4. And that's Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 4. This word is getting me excited. I, I you just can't get out of my spirit. You are walking, living, breathing power. You are, you, when you go places, your, your power should emanate. It should illuminate. It should, it, it should cause things to shift and manifest because you showed up. I say it all the time. Don't hello somebody when you show up. You manifest prayers for others. You got to understand how God uses you. See, we, we think, that, oh, I, I want to be used by God. Lord, use me. And we think it's got to be certain things. You see, no. God uses you when you don't even know you've been used because you are walking, living, breathing power. power. That's why when he sends you in certain places, he might send you an assignment. He might send you to go someplace. You might just come up in a, in a grocery store somewhere. It don't matter. You showed up because you walked in living, bringing power. You just was, was the, you, the, the blockage that was in someone's way because you showed up. Those demons had to go running. And guess what? You just allowed manifestation to come into someone else's life. And I hear you say, well, yeah, that's great, Lord, but I'm ready for my manifestation. Where's more of my manifestation? What about my stuff? Hello? The package deal, we've been talking about this package deal for a while now. To whom much is given, much is required. If you're part of this remnant generation, this prototype generation, where others will follow, to whom much is given, much is required. Your responsibility is greater. Your responsibility is greater, but as you get to those certain points, you're going to get a package deal. So there's going to be so many things connected to one thing. So don't get caught up on one little thing. I want this. I want that. When is this going to happen? When is that? Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. As a prophet of God, these Things will come as a package deal. It'll be one thing after the next, back to back to back, back to back to back to back. So you caught up on one thing, God's like, please, my child, I got this. It's a package deal. Back to back to back to back to back to back. Boom, 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 boom. To where you can't enjoy one thing so much because he could come with another thing. You could be literally, literally, when scripture says that blessing will overtake you, that's what's going to happen. Blessings will overtake you, but he's been shifting you and moving you around into position. And you, and as long as you stay in position, stay, stay on your post, watch. God move. Trust me. You don't want to miss this season. Because this, again, the baton is in your hand. New trailblazers are being birthed. You're part of that prototype generation, that new trailblazer generation. You are the next generation leaders that are going to carry the torch. You've been being set up. God was setting you up for this. And the enemies were trying to stop you from getting here. So stop looking at those finances. Stop looking at the relationships. Stop looking at this and that. God said, I already got that. It's the package deal. And when you get the package, you're going to apologize to me for even attempting to feel down about it. Because when it hits, when that wave hits you, blessings will overtake you. you not only are you living, walking uh, uh, breathing power, but you will be living, walking, breathing manifestation. My God, everywhere I go, things are popping up. Everywhere I go, folks want to bless me. Everywhere I go, blessings are falling at my feet because blessings will be chasing you down. Walking, living, breathing power. You go shift into walking, living, breathing manifestation. Do you hear me tonight? 
or you hear me, I hope that you're getting this because I'm not talking to your flesh. I'm talking to your spirit because your flesh will not get this. Your flesh will be confused. Your flesh will be all very uncomfortable, but your spirit is leaping because your spirit knows what season that we're in. See, I keep taking off my notes. That's the Holy Spirit. Okay, Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 4. All right, it reads, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So again, we see that our citizenship and identity is in heaven and wrapped in Christ because God chose us before the foundation of the world. So your family was called and chosen by God before they came to earth. There are assignments with your family name on it. So before the world ever was, you were in God, hence we were formed in his image. Of course, we were formed in his image because we came out of him, as I said. He just gave us an earthly suit, a physical suit, flesh. Before Adam and Eve sinned, they fellowship with God. So in knowing this, how on earth would we be afraid of things or concerned with things on earth when we already had victory in heaven? We're simply living out our history and living in an open book test. You're living in an open book test. All we have to do is carry out our assignments. You can't carry out your assignments in your own strength. You need the power and authority of Jesus Christ. So your purpose, your purpose is to bring God's kingdom on earth. And one main assignment that you have towards that purpose is to bring it to your family. Bring the kingdom of God to your family. Therefore, we should never be afraid of allowing God to use us or to operate in the gifts the Holy Spirit gave us. The thief wants to make you think that you're just here to survive with the hopes of doing just enough to get to heaven. While Jesus is saying he came to give you an abundant life as you walk in what God has for you. And if your family is not living an abundant life that comes with Christ, you must fight the enemy trying to stop it until you get it back. Persistence, persistence, persistence. We talk, when he talked about heavenly places, how, how, how we are uh, uh, blessed with every spiritual blessing, uh, et cetera, et cetera, in Christ, in, in the heavenly places in Christ. So believe, and I've said this many times before, that heavenly places are not just in heaven. And I just said how you're living, walking, breathing power. So when you accept Jesus Christ, every step you take will be a heavenly place because a piece of heaven lives in you. A piece of heaven lives in you. A, you came out of heaven. You came out of God, your spirit, through the breath of life. That's how when he blew it and hit the flesh, that's how we became a living being. So, so you got that. Then now you have the authority of Jesus Christ. Now you have the power of the Holy Spirit all from heaven. All that. So you have a piece of heaven living in you. Multiple pieces of heaven. And that's why we must be born again to be accepted again as children of God. So when you roll out of bed and your feet hit the ground, you're in a heavenly place. When you go to work, you go to the store, you're in a heavenly place. Because the Spirit of Christ is in you. Therefore, what's happening around you does not determine where you really are because you're in a heavenly place. You have the power to create and change the atmosphere because of the power and authority of Christ in you. So the atmosphere in your family may have been cold. It's time for you to change it through prayer and the power of your presence. So notice that this passage says that Christ blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing. So you're already blessed and will continue to be blessed because of your place in God's kingdom. So lack, trouble, pain, obstacles, etc. must back up and bow down to the spirit of Christ in you. Your family has access to every blessing of God. And as you come together as a family, you will see more of the ble- those blessings of God manifest. Right, let's go to Colossians 3, verses 3 through 7, and then verses 9 through 11. Again, that's Colossians chapter 3. Verses 3 through 7, and verses 9 through 11. All right. So Colossians chapter 3, beginning with verse number 3. And it reads, For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, Put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil, desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. 
Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourself once walked when you lived in them. Verse 9 to 11. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. So understand. So our real life is hidden with Christ, and Christ is our life. So this is why we must seek Christ. When we find, when you find Christ, you find your real life. We talked about this, talked about this before. When you find Christ, you find your real life. That's why I was talking. You know, you said I'm introvert, I'm shy, or oh, I'm this or that. That's part of your personality, but that's not part of the real, real you. So your family identity is more than a last name. Your family identity is tied to who your family is in Christ. So when he appears, we appear with him. This can only be done in the spirit. That, this reminds us that your real life is not in the flesh, but is in the spirit because you're spirit and you came out of God. We have no life outside of Christ. This is why we shouldn't live according to the flesh, but we must live according to the spirit because your true DNA is spiritual, not physical. And that's why you can be shy in the physical, but the Holy Spirit arrives to you, then you get a boldness and you speak with boldness. Because you feel the Holy Spirit, and it comes out. You speak with that boldness. It, it, it supersedes your personality. So we must put to death the sinful desires of our flesh, and in doing that, we pick up Christ as the Holy Spirit works in us and through us. So in dying to our flesh and submitting to the Holy Spirit, we go back to our original spiritual state and tap into our true power and authority that was with Adam and Eve before they sinned. So back to when we were told to rule, subdue, and have dominion on earth. So God wants to get your family back to walking in the power and authority he ordained you all to have in Christ. So the passage says to put to death our members. It says put to death your members on earth, which is our flesh that also came from the earth. Our flesh came from the earth, from the dirt. Our spirit came out of God. So we walk in flesh, we, bring, we can bring upon the wrath of God. If we walk in the flesh, we can bring upon the wrath of God. So we once walked in the flesh, but accepting Christ and surrendering to the Holy Spirit made us into a new person. So when God restores your family identity, the family gets a clean, clean slate. What happened in the past is in the past because God is doing a new thing. So the new person is where the flesh is out of the way, and we're activated once again in the spirit. This new person is renewed in knowledge according to the image of God who created us. We were created in the image of God, and that image, again, is spirit. God is a spirit. We are spirit. So when you walk in your spiritual identity in Christ, you gain access to the mind of Christ. Watch this now, which is your real mind. When you walk in a spiritual identity in Christ, you gain access to the mind of Christ, which is your real mind. So you're supposed to be out of your mind. And get the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ won't make sense to your natural mind. Get out of your mind. Get the mind of Christ. So the body of Christ and the family particularly should constantly be in a spirit of acceleration because the spirit realm goes completely faster than the physical realm. The spirit realm is always faster than the physical realm. All right, let's go to Galatians 3. Galatians 3 verses 26 to 27. Right again, that's Galatians chapter three, verses twenty-six to twenty-seven. Chapter three, verses twenty-six to twenty-seven. All right. So Galatians chapter three, beginning at verse twenty-six, it reads: "For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus." You're all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So again, you're a son or daughter of God through faith. It's basically clear, through faith in Jesus Christ. So this is a prerequisite. We must have faith in Christ in order to be a child of God. There is no relationship without complete trust. There is no relationship without complete trust. And some of you may not have been trusting God in every way in your life. 
So therefore, the relationship is tainted in some areas. It's not as strong as it could be because you're not fully trusting him in that area. You're not letting it, letting it all go. Knowing he got this. So your first family is the family of Christ, and God placed you in your earthly family, so your family brings glory to God on earth. So believing in Jesus is not enough because even demons believe in Jesus. We said it before. Demons believe in Jesus. They know Jesus is real. They recognize his authority, and they have to submit to his authority. This is why God gave us his power and authority on earth to do business on his behalf. The difference is demons, they believe, but they don't obey. They walk in full disobedience. That's why Satan got kicked out. Pride, etc. So we must place our faith in Jesus in order to be a child of God. So in order to effectively walk in God's power on earth, you must fully believe in God's power on earth and that he will work through you. So putting on Christ is essentially imitating Christ. It's to be Christ-like. So pray that your family be clothed with Christ because it's in Christ that your family will find limitless possibilities. Limitless possibilities in Christ. So putting on Christ allows Christ to do a work through you. That requires a level of surrendering. Living for Christ requires surrendering your will for God's will. And you'll soon find that his will is always better than anything you could even imagine. So being baptized into Christ is essentially the same thing as being clothed for Christ. It brings about a change. It's, it's, it's to rid yourself of the old self or the fleshly, your fleshly will and to pick up God's will. And this change is not permanent unless you make it permanent. So what the enemy is trying to do, the enemy is trying to contaminate your family because when family gets on one accord, something great will be birthed through your family. Every family has a collective purpose in this earth. So therefore, we must clothe ourselves with Christ daily. This is what I said when you pray. You pray for, for, for God to, to, to cover you in the blood, to wash you in the blood daily, and, 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 and pray to be clothed with the mind of Christ daily. So being clothed or putting on Christ is taking on the character of Christ. Take on the character of Christ. So it's literally Christ at work in you. So it's impossible for your flesh to take the character of Christ, but it's through our spirit. So this is, again, why prayer is vital. A praying family with a praying church is by far the most lethal force on the planet. I'm going to say it again. A praying family with a praying church is by far the most lethal force on the planet. More powerful than any government. So you have the same anointing. Hear me now. Hear me clearly. You have the same anointing on earth that Christ had because when we accept him, he sends us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, we know, ushered Jesus on earth and raised him from the dead. The Holy Spirit ushered us to Jesus, and Jesus ushers us to, to the throne of God. So the only thing about the anointing Christ had is that we have to access different levels of power to fully walk in the anointing Jesus walked in. So essentially, God did the work through Jesus on earth, and Jesus now does the work through us. And this is one reason why Jesus told us that we would do greater works on earth than he did, because he's going to finish the work through you. Let's go to Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2, verses 4 through 5. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 5. All right, Ephesians chapter 2, chapter 2, chapter 2, beginning at verse number 4. Ephesians 2, verses 4 through 5. And it reads, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together. And made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So again, we see that our identity is in Christ. We talk about restoring the family identity. Our identity is in Christ. Your family identity is in Christ. We're saved by the grace of God. Not any good of our own. So we have to make sure that we stay in our seat. Because we no longer belong to ourselves. We were literally bought with a price when Jesus died in our place for our sins. So how does God accomplish his will on earth? How does God accomplish his will on earth? He does it through you. Your family belongs to God, not Satan. So God's name, God's name is in your family. And it's time to rise up to be the great family that you were called to be. We were raised up together with Christ. 
Christ was resurrected from the dead, and he and we were resurrected from our sins. We're connected to Christ. He ascended back to heaven on the right hand of God, and our life, our life is seated with him because his, he is our life. He's our life. He's our life, so our life is seated with him. That's why we need to be clothed with Christ. That's why he's also our advocate. He can intercede to God on our behalf. So we must have a mindset shift. Your family did not come from earth, but they came from heaven. So it's time to get out of the earth mentality and get heaven's mentality. Heaven's mentality. God is trying to get you to have heaven's mentality. Heaven's mentality does not understand lack, does not understand disappointment, does not understand that stuff. Because it's not in heaven. So it's our job. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. We got to go up in heaven, pull it down and manifest. So understand, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to sit with Christ. We're seated with Christ. His, he, he, his life is our life. So look at the key word here. It says, when it says that in verse 6, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Key word, together. It was used a total of three times in this passage. So that shows you the importance of our covenant with God through Christ Jesus. We're never alone. You're never alone unless we choose not to put on Christ. So understand that some of your family, your family has gotten pushed around for far too long. So it's time to take your seat of authority and rule for God on this earth. You can bring the kingdom of power to the earth because you're walking, living, breathing power, walking, living, breathing manifestation. And this is why we must put on Christ because when you do Wherever you show up, Christ will show up because you're led by the Spirit. And when your family is in Christ, when your family shows up, Christ shows up because you carry his name. You are walking, living, breathing power, walking, living, breathing manifestation. And I remember at a time when uh, some years ago when I was uh, in college, uh, I remember looking for a new car, et cetera, and, and we got the car lot, and, and, and I might have told this story before, and, and, and looking all over, going from place to place, dealership to dealership, and I went just one dealership, and uh, – uh, you know, thinking, okay, well, let's see what's here, you know, let's see what's here, whatever. Uh, went around, I remember the young lady that was the uh, uh, the, the salesman and whatnot, you know, we, we were in the car, and uh, here I am thinking that I'm coming to get a car, okay? And so we're driving around, you know, whatever, going on a test drive, whatever. And so the prophetic stirs up, spirit starts speaking, and by the time I found out, we, we, done, she done, we done had to pull over in some parking lot, some other place or whatever, and, and and she's just she's bawling crying she's just in tears because because of what the Holy Spirit began to reveal prophetically to her in her life and I'm pretty sure that she quit that job that day I'm pretty sure because of everything that was confirming et cetera et cetera I'm pretty sure that she left that day okay because I didn't leave I didn't leave with no car that day I, I wasn't was getting no car that day from that place but just showing that you're walking in breathing power you you on assignment when you don't know you're on assignment I didn't know I was on assignment I'm thinking I'm going to get myself a vehicle, a new vehicle. That's what I'm thinking. That's in my mind. But again, because I was walking, living, breathing power, walking, living, breathing manifestation, in the middle of that moment, you got the car salesman sitting there crying. Was that professional? One may say not, but she can, you can't control that when the power of God hits you. It supersedes all of that. He's sitting me on assignment, and I'm thinking I'm going to get a car, and I didn't know I was on assignment. That's what I said. God will send you places that you're thinking you're going for one thing, and it's really for another thing. So don't take your role lightly. Don't take your role for granted. And I got stories for days. Minding my own business. Just by you showing up, two things happen. You get demons' attention, and you bring manifestation. You cause things to change. You cause things to shift. Let's go to our last passage, Matthew 16. Matthew 16, verses 24 through 25. Matthew 16, verses 24 through 25. Then it's Matthew 16, verses 24 through 25. And it reads, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So, of course, if we want to come after Jesus, there's a prerequisite. You say you will follow Christ, there is a prerequisite. 
We must deny our fleshly will and pick up God's heavenly will in order to be enlisted in the army of God. And every day on earth is a choice of picking up and putting down. We pick up Christ and put down our flesh. Every day that's a daily decision. And sometimes we don't always make the right choice. Thank God for grace. We all have our own cross to bear, which are our assignments and everything that comes with those assignments. Christ, we know, is now our life. This also comes with the mind of Christ and seeing and looking through the lens of Christ. However, it's a daily process. So we save our lives by being born again through accepting Christ. From there, we become a new creature. So understand that God will remove the scales from those who have been blinded in your family. You have work to do together, and everyone needs to see the vision. And this passage shows us that we, gained and we can gain the entire world and even riches and still lose our soul. So this is another example as to how being wealthy does not mean success. There are some who sold themselves out for the world, but they're not selling themselves out for God. They sold themselves out for the world. So when you're sold out for God, it ignites other family members to also want to be sold out for God. So that again, your life matters. Your family identity will be restored because if God could change you, he could certainly change your family. Say that again. Your family identity will be restored. Because if God could change you, he can certainly change your family. And as we talked about last week, generational curse breakers, your name came up. Your name came up. To whom much is given, much is required. But thank the Lord that you don't come in your own strength. You don't come in your name. You come in the name of Jesus Christ. You are walking, living, breathing power, walking, living, breathing manifestation. Take your seat. Your life is in Christ. You are seated in Christ. Take your seat. Stop doubting yourself. Stop doubting yourself because God will never reject himself and his spirit lives in you. So I will close us on out in prayer. Father God, we come now once again to the end of yet another Bible study. We thank you, O God, for the word that went forth on this night. We thank you, O God, uh, for restoring our family identity, O God. We thank you for uh, just waking us up to who we really are in you, O oh God. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for stirring up the gifts on the inside of us, for pushing us forward in the spirit. We rebuke that spirit of fear. We cast it out now in the mighty name of Jesus. Anything that's not of you, O oh God, that's lurking, that's, that's attached to our lives, that's attached to our family, our bloodline, we come up against it now. We cast it out. In the mighty name of Jesus, we command it to go. We send the blood of Jesus now to flow in every family represented on this call, O oh God, to uproot every demonic seed, to send confusion into the enemy's camp. We send the fire of God now to destroy every demonic foundation that's been formed in our families, that every generational curse that's been formed, we send the fire of God to destroy it, to obliterate it, to completely do away with it. In the mighty name of Jesus, O oh God, and I thank you for the curse breakers on this call, O oh God. I thank you, O oh God, for uh, those who you've anointed, O oh God, to, to, to literally shift the atmosphere in their families, O oh God. We thank you for their very lives. We thank you for their strength. Holy Spirit, give them more revelation in the name of Jesus that they shall walk boldly in the things of you. And I declare right now an increase in boldness, spiritual boldness on everyone in the sound of my voice, O oh God, that they shall not shy back, O oh God. They shall be bold in you, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, O oh God. And I disturb and activate the gifts now, O oh God, that they shall dream dreams and have visions. I declare increased dreams now, increased visions. I declare increased angelic activity in their lives, that the portals of heaven shall be opened up over them, O oh God. They shall have greater uh, spiritual encounters with heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare it now. I put a command on it now. In the mighty name of Jesus, O oh God, dispatch your angels, O oh God, to minister unto them, O oh God. Touch them, O oh God, even that they will get to know their own guardian angels, O oh God. Those you've assigned to them, O oh God, they will have an encounter with their own guardian angels, O oh God. I just thank you, O oh God, for increased angelic activity into their lives. Increase uh, their spiritual senses now, O oh God. They will care more in the spirit, see more in the spirit, smell more in the spirit, touch more in the spirit, O oh God. In the name of activate all their five spiritual senses in the spirit realm, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, so Lord, we thank you, O oh God, for the spirit of peace. Your spirit of peace shall rest upon them. Your glory shall walk upon, shall rest upon them as they are glory carriers of you, O oh God. So, Lord, we thank you. We bless your name now, O oh God. These are all are blessed. We ask in your Son, Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. So, as usual, remember that you are the breath of God, and God never wastes a breath. This is Apostle Green. Signing out. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. See you next week. Good night.
Warriors, thank you for tuning in to the Spiritual Warfare Network podcast and applying today's teaching. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow Apostle Green on social media.